Costa Rica, Costa Rica, Costa Rica, Costa Rica, Costa Rica, Costa Rica, Costa Rica. John Romeo is a good friend of mine. I've known John forever. And we're both expats. I live in Costa Rica. John now lives in New Zealand. Um, I met John down here in Costa Rica. How long ago was that, man? Oh, it was in the early 2000s. I mean, that was before Owen was born, right? My son Owen. So that yeah. had to be, it's at least way before 11 years ago. I mean, that had to be 15 some odd years ago or more than that, right? Yeah. I think so, because uh, Angelina will be 15. And I think. Yeah, you beat us before, just definitely born. before that. Yep. Yeah, man. just before that. Yes, yeah, so it's been a while. Yeah. So, dude, tell us, a, tell us a little bit about your story. Like, you, when you came to Costa Rica, was that the first con- country you had, like, really spent time in out of, outside of the States? Yeah, it probably was one of the first countries that uh, I spent significant time in, out of. Yeah. You know, yeah. I traveled around, went to Europe and, you know, visited places, Italy and, and France and, you know, just visited different countries. But, but not like uh, lived, yeah. lived. Yeah, like Costa Rica was where, you know, we stayed for a month, two months, three months at a time. Yep. And uh, yeah, it, it was a ball, you know. It's, being in Costa Rica was great. Yeah. And, uh, and meeting you guys down there made it even really uh, more special. Man, you those know, you guys good times. So, so young yeah. and dumb back then, man. <laughs> yeah, you know, just hanging out. You guys running the spa and man, the waterfalls. Tr- Pre-kids, you know, wasn't it great? Pre-kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So so good. What made you think, like, when I moved outside of the U.S., like, there were some things, like, I, you know, uh, there were reasons why I wanted to move out of the States, right? For me, it was always, like, a Brady Bunch image. There was always, like, this, there's a dream lifestyle out, out there. You know, I, I, I say Brady Bunch because there's an episode where the Bradys go to, like, Hawaii, you know? Yeah. And I was yeah, like, no, that was for cool me, idea. seeing that for the first, I was like, oh my God, look at that. Look at the water. Look how amazing that looks. Like you could just live off coconuts. You just grab them and then you don't <laughs> need to work. <laughs> you know? So I always had that like in the back of my mind, like that was somehow possible, you know? Like, what did you have? What made you move yeah. outside of the States? Well, I think that was, there was, for me, it had more to do with certain circumstances, but I think you're right about in, in terms of image, you know, we, we have an image in our head or, yep. uh, you know, I did about what it's going to be and right. What's life going to be. And I remember reading books, you know, when being in Costa Rica and then when Angelina was born, we were talking about, okay, maybe going someplace else. Yeah. And the idea really is to go someplace temporarily. You know, was to really just kind of try it out with yeah, you absolutely. guys. You know, I know you guys threw yourself into it and that was it. Right. Yep. Really kind of no looking back. Yep. And uh, yeah. So for, for, for me, it was it was it was a little bit different. But certainly I had images in my head. You know, you grow up. There's just just seems to just be this natural thing that you want to experience something different than yep. what you know and where you're from. Do you think it's just a so you, grass is greener thing? It's just, I mean, at the core. Yeah, of I think nature, part of it is, I think part of it is, is a grass is greener. Yeah. And, and, but certainly there are differences, yeah. right? The, oh, for sure. Every country does have its own, it has its own culture. It has its own way of doing things. Yep. And some of them is, is I, I, you know, I'm sure you could talk about some of them you adapt to, some of them you don't, <laughs> some, you know, you just some kinda, you think they're the stupidest thing you've ever heard in your life. 
It's uh, the stupidest thing you ever heard. You, like you say to yourself, why are they doing that here? Why are they doing that? Why are they yeah. wrapping the baby in 800 layers of clothes? It's 90 degrees outside. Why? Got to keep the baby warm. <laughs> if the baby warm is not warm, it's going to die. Okay. I guess you got to keep it warm. <laughs> yeah. But it's 90 yeah, degrees not. out. Nope. Wrap it up, man. <laughs> I actually experienced that. It's funny you say that because I experienced that. And uh, I couldn't really understand it, but it was, it actually is and was a cultural thing. Yep. But yeah, so when I was looking to, when, you know, when we were kind of looking to, to, to look at different places, New Zealand kind of came up as a place we thought, well, it might be a good place to assimilate pretty quickly. Even and though it's 85 the, million miles away. I mean, it's easier away, to right? go to freaking Mars, man. <laughs> yeah, right. So, so, but that's but that's what you talked about. You know, the grass is greener. You're looking at other things as, and sometimes you don't fully know why. You know, you just have a feeling, yep. or you just go. You know, you go explore it and you, you just kind of see how, where it takes you. Yep. That, how long you been outside of the states? Out of outside of the states now? It's been almost eleven years now. Yeah, solid eleven. Um, it's solid eleven. I mean, I do go back quite a bit, right? Because yeah, I have you're back the, a you lot. Know, business yeah. and stuff. I do come. You know. The, between business and family, I do end up spending a fair amount of time. Yeah. So but, John you know, is, has, yeah, yeah, sorry. I was just going to say Kind of a John dual has, lifestyle, more, you know. And, and actually that's a lot, that's a lot of people like that as um, kind of a, a, a softer way to get outside of the U.S. And I know there are kind of two ways, like, right. You're like, <laughs> you, you go in, you test, you come back, you go in, you test, you go, you touch back. And that works for some people. It worked for you. Uh, I know a lot of people do that way. Me, I'm, I'm a burn the boats guy, dude. I, Cause I literally, I know <laughs> for myself, like I like, like the store, you land on the shore, you burn your boats. You do not give yourself an out because I know myself, I'm a chicken shit. I will take the out all the time. Right? Like if I have the out, if I came to Costa Rica and was like, all you have to do is just hop back on the plane out. Uh, there's no way I would have stayed here. Like there's no way, you know? Um, so like when I move, uh, you won't outside, do the things that you need uh, to you do. To exact, exactly. Uh, my wife and I, we have a cosmetic company here in Costa Rica. It's uh, our second major business we've run in Costa Rica. Uh, we provide uh, refillable dispensers to about 70 hotels, trying to make an environmental impact here in Costa Rica. Um, so that's what we've been doing for God, like almost 15 years. It's insane. Um, so we do that mainly. Uh, John, why don't you tell them a little bit about your business, what you run? It's a stateside business, right? So tell them a little bit about how Yeah, it's a stateside that. business. It's a business that it's been running for over 20 years. It's fiber optic company. So we're dealing with the, the whole internet build uh, that's taking place in America that has been taking place and really what's going on around the world. So it's been a pretty exciting business. And uh yeah, it's amazing. It just kind of keeps on, uh, you know, the whole world is connectorizing. And that's part of what's happening here in New Zealand now. New Zealand, Australia, they're just getting up to speed with putting the network. When I, I first I, came here, they, it was still dial-up. I know. So we were I mean, already, yeah. I, we were just chatting the other day. I think I, told, I said to you, when I, when I first came to Costa Rica, there were no, you couldn't get a phone line. I mean, that was, dude, in 2000, you literally couldn't get a phone line. We bought our because we wanted to run our, our massage and spa business, we had to have a phone. I bought our first phone was $800 for a cell phone. Uh, and I'm not right. talking like iPhone, it was like a flip phone. Yeah, like a regular flip. Eight, like I was paying for the phone line. You know, now, I mean, thank God, Costa Rica was smart enough to open up the, uh, 
the market here. Um, now you walk into any, you know, little store, you get a, a phone line in, in three minutes, you know, buying a SIM card. Um, and I just got, you know, basically fiber line to my house uh, for awesome internet. Uh, it's amazing how, God bless it, the free market will work. I mean, it's not even a free market, but it will work. That little bit of competition uh, just makes it go crazy. It's just, it's thank God for it, really. You know? Yeah, no, it does make a difference. And, and now it has reached that critical mass where Costa Rica and pretty much almost every country corner of the earth is, is connected. It's connected. Either wireless or landline. And yep. uh, it's, it's, it's amazing to see because, uh, yeah, it just really is. I mean, yeah. we were able to do this. I'm able to communicate, <laughs> you know, back with the company there. I mean, it's pretty much run by management back there, you know. So, uh, but still, you're able to yeah. communicate face-to-face when you need to. And, and, and so the technology is amazing that way. Now, when you, were, when you first left, you weren't really running the business that much, right? And, and I know you're not really running it now, but how were you able to set that up in the States? Well, where well you really, had... uh... go ahead, sorry. No, just how were you able to, I mean, dude, I can't leave, we can't leave our company for 15 minutes, man, without it just like, you know, the walls caving in. How do you actually set up management in a way where, I mean, do you just have a guy you super trust and go forward with that? Or how do you actually do that? Yeah, it's funny because I was, I was, I was, uh, you know, a while ago I started writing about a lot of this stuff, right? They're talking about people that can, how do you transition one going into your own business? And then once you're in your business, what do you do? Yeah. Right. And one of the things I was, uh, I was just looking for something that I had, but one of the things that I was talking about was that, yeah, you do need to have somebody that you trust. And that's the good thing. One of the good things about, Five wave is that I have people that have been with me for almost 20 years. Right? It's incredible. Yeah. So, so there, there, I do, there is a tremendous amount of trust that they are going to run the business the way, uh, the way the philosophy has been laid out. Yep. But it's, you know, and anyone. Wait, are you to, talking about corporate culture? Did you create a culture there, man? <laughs> yeah. Well, the culture. Yeah. And the, yeah, but basically the, the culture, culture what culture? Do, Pizza culture? What are you talking about? Pizza culture. Yeah, New York pizza culture, man. And uh, <laughs> there, is, there, there is a culture, and it's actually quite different probably than, you know, much larger corporate companies, right? Sure. Uh, companies with three, five, six, eight hundred. But the, the, I think the principles are kind of similar in that if you give people responsibility and you yep. really do trust them. Yeah. They really appreciate They actually it. rise, all right? They rise. They rise I mean. and appreciate that. And I've always done that in my company. I've always let people, put people, you know, hire people, they're in a position, and then let them really feel like they own that position. Yeah. And it, it's hard to do, right? I mean, it is so it's hard, hard to, to do, do because they, because they, especially in the beginning, things are going to be done differently. Yep. Like they might say something different. Do something different than you than you normally would do in terms of the culture of the company, yeah. and you have to limit that as much as you can through communication. Yep. But sometimes it still gets through. But in the end, yeah, it works. Well, out, yeah, it works out. And so one of the interesting things, like you're talking about, you've created that culture in your business. One of the challenges I've had here, uh, Molly and I, Molly, my wife and I, have had is adapting to the employee's culture here, right? Because you're not going to change their culture, right? 
you have to somehow adapt, right? And yeah. people, you know, you, you learn it. Okay, these people have a different, it's a different vibe, man. Uh, you know, and I, I could give you a thousand stories. Um, and not everybody, of course, everywhere in the world, you know, people are different everywhere. We found some amazing people here. Um, you know, killers just work to death. Uh, Molly especially is really good at finding uh, talented people, even at the lowest rungs. I mean, she's, I can't tell you how many people, well, our, our number two person in uh, Rob Botanicals right now is, was basically our maid uh, to, to start right. with, you know, and yeah. she moved up to maid. Then she became, you know, she worked as the filler in the lab. Then she became head of the lab. Then she became an office worker, then head of the office. Now she's, you know, lead salesperson and she's Molly's right-hand person, you know, um, and did that in two years, you know, and, Absolutely. you know, th that's and hard that's to do. Similar, yeah. And that's similar say. to the principle of what we were saying, not to cut you off there, but yeah, go ahead. The, the principle of putting the trust, you know, little by little, incrementally, giving that yep. person, you see someone with some drive, some interest, someone who really wants to learn and, and yep. do, you know, do more. And, and then you give them a little bit more and a little bit more. And then you see they keep striving and they want more. Yep. And, and, and that's how it develops over time. It doesn't absolutely. happen in a month or two. It does take time. It does oh, take it years. It absolutely takes years. You can't, people are like, well, why don't you just give them bonuses or hold out this sort of thing? I have never, have you ever found that to work? I've never found that to work. I mean, you may give them bonuses or stuff just because that's what it is, but I've never found that that actually changes the way they work. Like a good worker works well because they work well. Uh, have you found the same thing for you in the U.S. or have you found a different – You in the U.S. you're able yeah. to get that extra effort for extra uh, – holding out a carrot for people. Yeah, look, I think – look, of course money is a big motivator for people on, on – right? Because that's the way the world – you know, money sure. – makes the world go round in a lot of ways. So we know that that's very important. But I agree with what you're saying pretty much kind of wholeheartedly yep. that you're just by giving someone more money doesn't assure that you're going to get that higher performance and that you're going to get that commitment right. level. For right. me, I've always worked it the other way around. Once I've seen the commitment level and the ability to, to, to produce and grow. And, right, you reward and, uh, it. Then you reward that, and then yep. you keep incrementally do you know you just keep doing that. That's exactly right. right? Yep. For the people I, that I, actually earn it, the the actual earners, and it's you know it's so funny you see those people who are like, well, what am I going to get? And rather than giving, and then then right. receiving, you know, and there's a difference, and it's amazing. Uh, I'm always blown away by the sheer number of people who are like, well, what are you going to pay? Me? And it's like, dude. Right. You, you can't even do anything. You don't even have any skills, dude. You literally right. have no skills. Like, I'm going to invest my time in you, um, you know. But, dude, you've got a, you've nothing. You've got zero to give, man. Um, but it's amazing, you know. It's not amazing. Like, I think we've no, talked about No, because it's a universal before. thing. The more it's you give, the more you are going to get. But uh, it's, you, you, you have to realize that you do, you do need to give, right? As a uh, – yeah, that's – it reminds me of like sometimes you have to let people go, which is an uncomfortable, always been a bit of an uncomfortable thing. So me. hard, man. Yeah. And, and I've always, people have always actually stayed on longer than they should have because I should have fired, you know, fired them a month or two ago, right? Absolutely, but man. I always try to give someone that, that extra chance, you know, and say, hey, look, this is where it's at. This is what you need to do. Absolutely. And, but I always say, you know, 
really the truth of the matter is, and it might sound a little bit cliche, is that people do actually fire themselves. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Man. If 100%. I'm running a company and I got, I want everyone to be successful and everyone to be adding to the bottom line. Absolutely. Because, so I want to hire five more good people, not have someone in, and fire someone. So and the only reason why people do get fired is because they're not really, they're not fulfilling the expectations that you laid out yep. and, you know, putting in that extra effort because we'll, and especially now we're in a much more, you know, I've been in business now. I've been in business since I'm 12 years old, but <laughs> the, the, market, the market, you know, with, with the, what's happening with the internet, which yep. basically is affecting every single market on the planet. Yep. Absolutely. It really, no matter what industry, no matter what you do, yeah, you're being affected in yep. some way by the internet. Yep, absolutely. And as, so, I get to, to the internet yeah. point, I was going to say, like, if, if people are out there, anybody's listening who is thinking about moving, becoming an expat, moving to Costa Rica or wherever you're thinking about moving, um, like, I, I recommend to people, you know, well, I recommend the burn your boat, go, don't come back type of thing. John recommends <laughs> the dip your toe in. Dip your toe method's fine, but I think one thing we both agree on is if you can arrange to work virtually, either for a company or on your own, you know, uh, using a service like Upwork where you can provide uh, services to uh, companies in the States or something, uh, that is the way to go. Uh, it's very hard. You know, there's always every country has their own requirements as far as residency goes and the legal ability to work. Um, like I tell people in Costa Rica, yeah, you can get jobs working for hotels and stuff, even if you're illegal. Uh, you can do it. Everybody, I mean, literally, there are tens of thousands of people in Costa Rica doing that. Um, but then again, doing that, you're getting paid a local wage, right? And it's very that local wage might be $700 a month, right? Um, so if you can keep a job where you're doing copywriting or you're doing social media marketing or you're doing something for your company in the States, still making even 20 grand a year or, 50, you know, Dude, that's the win. I mean, that is a great way to move in and, and press into a market and, and actually get to experience living down there while still keeping somewhat of a, of a regular wage. You know, that's what I always recommend for people to do. You know, yeah. what do you say about that, John? Yeah, no, no, look, I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. And what you said also about being out of the country and working vir virtually, really yep. the, the similar principles apply whether you're local to your business or if you're, uh, you're a distance away. Yep. If your business is, is 20 miles, 200 miles, or 2,000 miles, if you put the things in place that the business can run uh, – so-called so virtually, right? Then you've 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 gotten the company in, into a position that it can run a lot on uh, on its own. You get more freedom for yourself. You have the ability to to take on more projects. The ability to get more creative with the business that you're in. Yep. So it makes sense to get the business to a self-sufficiency point as as quickly as as you possibly can, irregardless yeah. of where you might be. Exactly. And I think like with that, like, for example, Molly's working at Robotanicals. We have a shop and a lab for Robotanicals and Molly goes there every day, but then certain days, well, most days, but she'll work out of the house here days and creating that distance, that buffer, um, trying to let your people, and she's, I, mean, I know if she's, she's probably, hopefully she's not watching this right now, but she struggles at it. It's hard to do, right? She does not, she has a hard time giving up 
the control. What would be your recommendation I should say to her and not get myself killed, dude? <laughs> what would what would that recommendation yeah. be? <laughs> yeah. Well, Sweetie, you need to you need to give yourself some space. Shut the you hell. Need to, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you're not gonna get away with you that. You don't know <laughs> me. <laughs> but no, listen, it's one of the toughest things that business owners have to do is letting go of the control. Yep. And uh and, and we said it right in the beginning. It really does come down with at, at least having that one management person that right. you can trust. Yep. That you say, look, this is the way we're doing it. This is the, why we're doing it this way. Not just because I'm the owner and we're doing it because I said so. We're That's doing exactly. it because this is proven. We're doing it because we know that this is the way that it works best. And if you have a suggestion for it to work better, bring it on. Bring it on, and, man, because I want it to work better. I exactly. want it to work better. Yeah. Exactly, you know. Actually, yeah, David's exactly. got the kind of David's David's got the kind of job that uh, man he because he works in uh, internet and computer security. I mean, you talk about a magical, magical job. Like literally, he could live anywhere in the world, right? I mean, yes, if he wants to make the most money he possibly can, he's got to live in Silicon Valley. But I mean, literally, he could he could move to uh, the Arctic Circle right now and have a job as long as he has internet connection. You know, so those are the kind of jobs which are just magical, you know. Um, and but there are tons of them like that. I mean, if you're a writer, if you uh, do anything in the social space, uh, email marketing, social media marketing, any of that stuff. Like I'm, I'm, I'm talking with a person e right now. E-commerce, e-commerce, Shopify, Shopify. I mean, if any sort of business like that, of course, you can literally work anywhere. Um, I mean, down in Ecuador with this woman super smart, you know, like, you know, just super, super smart woman uh, who's working with me and she's an awesome writer and we're going around Ecuador and Ecuador is like the cheapest country in the world, man. I mean, it's just like, you know, breakfast is a dollar fifty. I mean, it's in the Americas, it's super, super cheap and, right. you know, be beaches and all this sort of stuff, good lifestyle. And she's like, man, I just, I, I totally want to live. Like, how, what do I have to do to live down here? And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, how can I live down? What can I do? And I'm like, dude, you, you buy a plane ticket and you go. Like, how hard is this? She's like, but how would I make money? I'm like, dude, you're a professional writer. Just get on Upwork or whatever. And you can have, you can have work today. You only need like 30 bucks a day down here. Dude, you'll be making $100 a day online easily. Like, it's so easy. Like, all you got to do is do it. You know, that's why I'm a burn the boat guy. You know what I mean, John? I'm a but, but burn you know the boat guy. <laughs> you, you, you're a burn the boat dude. Now, I, I'll tell you, though, I, I'll tell you, it, you know, it's funny because people, the first place people will go, and I understand why we all do it, the first place people will go is, how am I going to make money? Yeah. Oh, no, it's true, uh, of course. And, they, I mean, think, the and they think that that's really the most important oh. thing. And it's, it's certainly not there. the hardest thing. The other, yeah, the it other isn't thing. the hardest thing. Not at it, all. It, it, it has much more to do with, What's my lifestyle going to be? Exactly. What am I going to do on a day-to-day -day basis? Dude, how am I going to connect lifestyle, with people, man? How am I going to connect, connect with people? How am I going to connect with people? Because, dude, if you can't connect – and that, that actually, funny enough, John, for me, that took us like a decade to learn, man. It's crazy. Right. Like, just so <laughs> dumb. Like, I didn't think I needed well, – I could just live in the jungle off the land. Like, no, dude, you're a human. You need to connect with people. Like, if your only connection was with your, your wife – you're going to literally kill each other. Like, you can't do that. You have to. You have to have other connections, man. You have to. 
And yeah. uh, that took a long yeah, time right. to learn that, man. It's just, you know, people don't understand. They're like, oh, I'll just, yeah, it's money's the main concern. Money is a concern, 100%. Now, but human connection is right, is right up there. Yeah, it's it's right not, up there. I'd say it's number one. It's number one. Yeah, you can make everything else work, to, man. Yeah, no, you're right. And that's what made coming to Costa Rica and meeting you guys it yeah. made it much more, you know, much more special because – you, you know, you guys were local and, you know, I mean, we were explorers anyway, so we were sure. kind of doing a lot of exploring, but the fact that you guys were local and we connected and, you know, yep. you're originally from the East Coast and so am I, I mean, that made the experience in Costa Rica that much more rich. Yeah, absolutely. And, and actually, I think that's just, point on, just on, on top of that, one of the things that actually is hard about being an expat is you're dealing with other expats, you make friends and they move, man. And that's, that's actually right. one of the hard things about being an expat. Like if you lived in New York, you live wherever you are in the States, you have friends, you meet people, they stay. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, yeah more, people it's move, stable. but it's more stable here, man. I can't tell you how, I mean, it's a handful of people where I've been very good friends, you know, basically best friends like you, and you fucking leave, man. What's up with yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? And you never you know, know. It might come full circle. You know, but that, that is that's the hard part, right? I mean, that is, it is a hard, it is the hard thing part. to deal with. Um, it you is know, the I, hard part. I glaze over it. And for me, it's less impactful because I always have Molly with me, right? And so, you know, I got my partner and we're together. So I've never really lost my best friend. But, you know, right. geez, all my guy friends, literally every yeah. one of them is gone, man. Everyone. Yeah. You know, it's just like they always go, man. You know, I drive them away. No, you drive them away, Adam. That's it. But no, no, it's it's actually now all I got really is David thing. here in Costa Rica. Now, you know, he's just sending me ugly faces. Well, now you have chat. all your virtual friends. <laughs> yeah, I was at this conference a while ago, and someone said, got up and said, "I have four hundred friends on Facebook," <laughs> and the lady was like. Well, I, I hope you have actual friends. Actual also. friends. Actual you friends. Know? And, yeah. uh, but you know what? We find that here, too, even in school. Right? Next week, we're going down uh, Queenstown. Right? It's one of the few places that you could actually ski in, in, in the middle of the summer world, yep. you know, worldwide. Yep. And uh, while we're down there, my oldest daughter, we're going to see one of her friends who just moved down there. Right? Yep. So Oof. it happens because – and she's from – the Philippines. Uh-huh. So it's like you have all this movement. Yep. And it happens all the time. All the time. Your friends. Yeah. And I mean, it's later, a new, it's a new modern later. world, right? I mean, it's a new modern world. I mean, how many people have you, that you know stayed in the hometown you, you grew up in? I mean, it's just very it, – it's getting less and less. You know, people move It's now. getting less. At some point they go, whether it's early in their age or older in age. Eventually they go. And just so you all know, John, he's on the South Island in New Zealand. Um, yeah, top you, of the what's south. The, what's yeah. the top of the south near Nelson. Island, near Nelson. And to get to yeah. Queenstown, we did that drive. I got ill as a dog <laughs> on that drive, man. God yeah, that dang. was like a 10 hour drive, right? That was like a, at least, no, it was like a two day adventure. Um, <laughs> but, dude, Queenstown is a special, that is a special place, man. So it's a, beautiful. It's a special place. It yeah, it's, place. it's awesome. Uh, Fur Burger down there, one of the top burgers in the world, man. And, those Boston creams, man. Oh, Fur yeah, Baker. Cream pies. Fur Baker. If well, you're never Boston down in Queenstown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. No, that Fur Burger is amazing because they have regular burgers, vegetarian, but 
somehow the way they do it, it all I just you, you know just when I whenever I look at like mouth. a biz, whenever I look at a business, uh, you know, because we always get caught when we're talking about starting new business or whatever, you get caught up in the the name or what it is or what you're gonna do yeah. and all this sort of stuff. And I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, when I think about Furburger and the lines around the block to get in that place, all I say, all I think to myself is, all you have to be is just the best in the world. If you're the best in the world, you don't need to do any marketing. You don't need to do any fucking thing because the best in the world gets lines around the block, period. You know, but it's just hard to do. I wish no, I could do it. No, because no, no, you, no, 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 you got to have something like that that people want. And everyone that goes to Queenstown knows about Furberry. Yeah. Oh, man. And, and you're right. And, and that really lends it to, you know, uh, you know, people always talk about, you know, you want a business, you work hard, you get a good idea, you do it. And there's yep. a, yeah, you have to do that, right? There's what other way is it? But, yep. you know, certain businesses, as I look around and as I've lived and seen different, you know, certain businesses are just meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and. No, you hit it right. You hit the right time. You hit the right whatever. And it just works, man. Right. It just works. And it just works. Right. Yeah. Somehow the circumstances have evolved to the point where you've gotten and you have the fur burger or you have, you know, yeah. whatever business that you have and things lead to it. So well, that's what I have always a little look, bit of trust and faith into that. When I when I you know, when I talk to you about your business, when you started your fiber business and like you've told me you got out there, you hustled and suddenly it just started working very early. Right. I mean, is that is that the way it, you felt it kind of went? For you early on? Yeah. I mean, it wasn't working. You know, they talk about I wasn't really aware of certain things that they talk about a lot now, like in motivational speaking or in, in positive mind thinking. You know, there's a lot of talk these days about failing forward, right? <laughs> like making mistakes and failing your way to success. And, and I think that, you know, I'd rather succeed of, my way to success, frankly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. But 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 there was. And, and to me. I just sort of use that as you got you pay your dues. Right, you pay your dues. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. You pay your dues. And they, first of all, I it's mean, not even. A, you, let's just let's be clear too. It's not a startup. It's a small fucking business. That's what we call them. Back in the old days, they were just small it's businesses. A, it's a small business, right? <laughs> it's a small business. And and I was out there learning, and I was doing sales. And I'll be honest with you, I had my first company at twelve, selling door to door newspapers, and yep. and I was making money at twelve. Yeah. But, before I started my business, I was out there doing sales and not a lot of people were buying. Yep. And I knew I could sell, but it's like, but somebody, somebody's got to buy, you know? Yes. And, and I struggled. I mean, Absolutely. I remember being, walk, I remember walking to Manhattan before I started my business. Uh, when I first started, yeah, just before I was still working for somebody else. It was midwinter when it was really cold in New York in the winter mm -hmm. back then. And I remember walking around without a coat because I couldn't afford one. And I'd get into the client and they'd be like, aren't you cold? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I left my jacket in my car, you know. Meanwhile, I took the train there. <laughs> but, but, you know, but that's part of paying your dues, you know. I you got to do keep it, doing it, keep doing it. And, and then one day. It worked. After a while, the work paid off, you know? Yep. How many years, machine, how many years got... was that? How many years did you put in when you finally was like, oh, my God, this is working. I got some orders. It's finally working. Like, was that a year? Was that two years? How long did that take? How long did that take? I'd say that took, uh, it took a good four to five years. It's incredible. I mean, most people don't realize that. They have no idea. Yeah. 
They think if it doesn't work in six months, oh, it's the same. It's, it's, it's not a meant bad to be. idea. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I'll, I'll give the example in raw botanicals. We started the idea of refillable dispensers in hotels, right? We started that in what year? What are you in 2018? So this was like 20, 2007, 2008. We were like, mm, what if we did? It's going to be more eco friendly to do away with those small bottles. Because, I mean, a hotel, a big hotel, will use 80, 100,000 bottles in a year. And I said, well, wh why don't we just do it? I mean, this is a no-brainer, right? Man, the hotels did not see it as a no-brainer. Did not. I right. mean, we were knock literally knocking on doors for five, six, seven years. And whatever that was, when it finally turned, like, I mean, the main concern for people was, for hotels was, Oh, but what, what about the, the guest? The guest is not – guest is used to the small bottles. They're used to the small bottles. They're used to the right. – we just be hammering them. You know, but no, no, they want the small bottle. Even the eco resorts, so they're eco-friendly, green, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Nope, the, the guest. Because rightly so. They're concerned about the guest experience, right? I get that 100%. It almost isn't until the guest kind of demanded it or whatever, and we got a few hotels, a few of the larger hotels – that once we got them, like when we got La Paz Waterfall Gardens or we got um, uh, Punta Islita here in Costa Rica, and it was like the other hotels were like, wait, Punta Islita? Isn't that like a Marriott property? Oh, wait, maybe it's okay now. And right. that was like, oh, then the snowball rolls. Like, yo, so, but, but I mean, dude, that's like you're putting in eight years of goose eggs, right? <laughs> and... Like how many years but, are you going to put in goose eggs before you're like, oh, forget this is a, a stupid idea. It was stupid, right? Yeah, either a stupid idea or it's not going to work. But you know what? We could do a whole show on this because yep. the, 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 what you're talking about is what, is what I experience also. But what, to, to try to put it into words is that you're out there every time you're out there talking to them. And, yeah. and the longer you're in the game, eventually you even start to learn what it is that's going to work. You right. may not know what's going to work eventually. Or like you're saying, you were ahead. You were actually ahead of the oh, yeah. market. We were too early. Right? Definitely. Definitely. You, were, you were too early. Yep. So, so, so you had to wait that time. Uh, so or did, I think actually, we're, just too, too, we're just stupid enough to keep <laughs> – when you yeah, have but no you know options – Again, you just but keep, you're right. keep, keep going. <laughs> but that's one of the things that I write about and talk about a lot. There needs to be a certain amount of uh, naivety na yeah, yeah. and, oh, and, yeah. and in, in what you're doing. Because if you look at things too logically and too, fa and too on the ground, on one sense you have to because you, you, know, you don't want to waste your time. But on the other sense, you just have to have that faith and that willingness to keep going. Or that sort of like that blind faith. Otherwise, you give up. Exactly. You have to believe yep. that you got to believe what, what I'm doing is the right thing. People are going to want it. And if I got to go get another job or I got to do another business or I got to struggle for a while, whatever it is, I'm yep. going to do it because I really believe in it. Exactly. And that's, man. you know. Oh, yeah. That's the key for anything, right? You got to believe, man. <laughs> Use the force. Use the force. Use, Use the, the force, force. Why don't, why don't we leave? Why don't we leave it there, brother? Uh, yeah. It's awesome talking good. to you. We'll, we'll, um, we'll wrap this up. Hey, thanks for everybody who joined in, all my friends. David, he's probably gone by now, but thanks for joining. Um, yeah. We'll do this again. And uh, awesome, brother. Thanks yeah, for, every thanks for everybody yeah. coming in. 
Yeah, thanks for everybody joining us. And uh, yeah, Adam, it was great connecting with you. We'll All right, brother. You we'll talk to you later. You got it. Bye-bye.